How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Connecticut, and uh, one of the major races is Secretary of the State. Of course, Denise Merrill, in that spot for about 12 years, is retiring. So it's an open seat. And there are two candidates on the Democratic side, two on the Republican side, and and the uh, voting will be on Tuesday to decide who goes to the general election. Uh, We have Stephanie Thomas, who uh, got the party nomination at the convention, and Maritza Bond, uh, who is the New Haven Health Director, as the other Democrat on the ballot here. And she joins us now on Bryan & Company and WTSC News Talk 1080. Uh, Maritza, it's nice to meet you. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for the invitation. It's such a pleasure to be here. Well, listen, I, I guess I'll start. Why do you want to why why do you want to do this? Well, you know, it's funny. I've been in public service for two decades of, of my career and never thought that I would want to uh, put myself through the process of uh, running for office. But nevertheless, here I am. You know, the motivation really stemmed from my response to the pandemic and um, really was motivated to be able to contribute my government executive experience um, and really really be able to uh, transfer those skills over and protect our democracy and small and really support small businesses on a statewide platform you know I in my opinion it doesn't matter if you've been elected or you know been in elected office before I, I I think people need to start somewhere so that that's something I never am critical of because I don't think it it necessarily oh, Brian I don't think it matters and that's not I'm not saying that in support of you that's generally my philosophy on life, but you, you you talk about transferable skills, so that's a question that's important to answer for people who may be skeptical, right? So, what are the Absolutely. skills that you find are transferable? So, you know, um, as a government executive uh, administrator, one of the things is, is that I do in my role is is run government. I've been able to demonstrate effectively that I can run government um, and understanding the intricacies. The size of the constitutional office currently for Secretary of State is very similar in my size. I oversee about 100 employees, a $20 million budget. Um, Secretary of State's office has a similar budget. Have to work with the um, intricacies of making sure that um, the workforce is supported, working with multiple unions. Um, that office also has um, a significant number of um, individuals with organized labor, which, by the way, I am endorsed by and very grateful to be endorsed by uh, a significant number of organized labor organizations. And so for me, being able to contribute in that manner, I implement legislation now. Um, I know the importance of implementing legislation and also how to run government. And so I want to be able to ensure um, that our office and our next secretary of the state's office and that person in that position is able to carry out the duties and that mission of access and integrity around voting, as well as the first point of entry for anyone that wants to open business in Connecticut is um, the Secretary of the State's office and supporting businesses. As you know, they struggle through this pandemic and they're the backbone of our state. We're talking with Maritza Bond, uh, Democrat uh, candidate for the primary for Secretary of the State office here in Connecticut. I mean, I have to be honest, you know, I, I never really before the last few years it's an office i didn't pay a ton of attention to because it seemed like there's a lot of boring elements to it but obviously with all of the election issues we seem mm-hmm. to be confronting in this country uh it is it is front page news for a lot of people and i'm curious mm-hmm. if there are things that you think we need to change here in connecticut 
in terms of the election process. Absolutely. You know, and and that's what motivated me to run. I had to reopen our polling stations in the midst of this COVID era. And really, accessibility around voting is so critical. And supporting local registrars and town clerks is so pivotal in order for us to ensure that policies that we're trying to push, like early voting, which were, were well overdue and um, have not been able to get this passed, um, in Connecticut, as well as expansion of absentee ballots, we saw that absentee ballots really worked in the midst of this pandemic. We had the highest voter turnout. So accessibility is really important. It's important for us to push policies. Nevertheless, um, as an implementer of policies myself, we have to think about who is it going to implicate, which is local registrars and town clerks across Connecticut. And my vision is to provide support create a formal task force so that they can have the, uh, their voices heard. So ensuring that we can roll this out effectively and be able to get it finally passed. It's important for us to educate our voters that this is going to be on the ballot on November, on November 8th. And we and that there's a significant number of educate, uh, education efforts that have to happen in order for the public to re, be really be aware that early voting is an option for them. I do, second, I do, uh, go ahead. Mm-hmm. I wanted to say just, by the way, we've reached out to Stephanie Thomas, who um, who was the, the party's nominee at the convention, to come on as well. Uh, and I've, we don't have a lot of time. And I have a couple quick questions, and you just brought it up. You know, because sometimes early voting to me can be too early because things can change, and then people's decisions are locked in. How early do you think voting should be allowed? I think on an average on what we're seeing is three to five days. Um, you know, I think making sure that we have a task force that's going to really look at the capacity that um, the small towns and medium-sized cities and large cities can um, be able to do. Um, but certainly, um, I think the what we're seeing consistently is about three to five days. And the other thing is the absentee ballot issue. Do we do enough in Connecticut to ensure the security and authenticity of, of, of the ballot? And I, I, I know we've seen the effectiveness. We know that there are measures in place. And I think it's important for us to talk about the processes. Um, we have an opportunity to be able to share information to the public to ensure that we have integrity around our voting. And, um, you know, I have no concerns at this juncture. But I think it's important that we are publicly really talking about the processes so that the people can feel that we have a secure system. Yeah, I just think that one thing that I would say, and again, I'm, uh, this is not to you. This is, you know, I, I said this to Denise, is that I think people need to know what what it happens with absentee ballots so people can assess for themselves Absolutely. whether it's authentic, because that's a real concern. I, and I don't think it's an illegitimate concern to make. You want to make sure the person, you know, whose name's on the ballot is a person who voted. I mean, that's a that's a Absolutely. real legitimate concern. It's not a political one. It's not. And I think in government and in my role being bipartisan, it's important for us to communicate effectively. Government transparency is key. And so communicating that allows the people to have the knowledge and allows people to really feel that they have a secure system. And I think they have the right to know that. Uh, we're talking with Maritza Bond, uh, Democrat uh, for Secretary of the State here in the primary, of course, next Tuesday. We encourage everybody to vote no matter who you're going to vote for. Uh, wh- what is the reason behind the union support, uh, you think? You know, the fact that they've entrusted me to be their next secretary of state and thousands of members um, is truly humbling. Um, it, it speaks volume that they do not trust the nominated um, candidate. Um, you know, and, and you, I don't know if you've seen my commercials, but I, I certainly want to make sure that the voters know that a primary is important because it got, allows the voter to, to really research the candidates, which is really critical, and really know what the values are. And the fact that um, my values are aligned for working families and individuals, um, in addition to my government executive experience, is something that um, 
uh, am grateful for and, and, and been uh, going through this journey, gaining supporters and hoping to gain the vote for August 9th so I can be the, the next secretary of the state. You getting any sleep? Absolutely not. But, you know, I wasn't sleeping during the pandemic either, so I'm ready. <laughs> yeah, you've been working You've been working hard for three years now. Um, exactly, exactly. <laughs> well, we wish imagine, you the best. Right? We wish you the best. Like I said, we, we, don't, we don't endorse people or support people, but it's great to talk to you. We wish you the best of luck, and, and thanks for your time this morning. Thank you, Brian. And, you know, I hope everyone gets out to vote, you know, vote Roe B for, um, for bonds, and I'm grateful for this opportunity. I look forward to seeing you across the state. All right, Maritza Bond, uh, have a great weekend. Maritza Bond, Democratic candidate for Secretary of the State. Of course, the primary is on next Tuesday, and, and we have invited Stephanie Thomas to come on the show as well. Um, and so we are equal opportunity when it comes to that stuff. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.